You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Thursday morning, May 25th, and the start of the Charles Schwab uh, Championship today. Looking forward to that. Just placed a few other bets for those that uh, can get them in on time. Uh, Three round one leader, or um, I'm sorry, round one three ball bets. Uh, Putting them... Over List and Higo at MGM. Max Homa, minus 125 over Zach Johnson. Kisner, that's a points bet. Those are probably the two. Putnam's my favorite one. Um, plus 138 over List and Higo. I've got him ranked pretty high. He just missed the cut for some of the... Uh, some of the outrights and other things. But he just missed the cut. But that's a good way to play him. Round one, three ball. They're a lot of fun. But I uh, wanted to get that out of the way here. First thing in case you still have time to catch that. Um, on MGM, they're hard to find, which is just so annoying. You got to go into the event and then click on the event. And each three ball is listed as its own as, as its own pro- like event. It's not under the Charles Schwab uh, challenge it's very strange very very strange but uh hope everybody enjoyed the model and the article that's been posted got that up uh yesterday and um yeah but for today we're doing baseball tomorrow we'll do nascar i think they're back on the normal you know we had a week off that we missed and then it was the all-star week so tomorrow we're ready to get back to Coca-Cola 600, a big one. I think it's a, a Sunday night or uh, a night race or something. I haven't honestly looked at almost anything yet. Uh, we're waiting till I start diving into the model, which we will do, to, uh, which I will do tonight and tomorrow morning, and then we'll talk about it tomorrow to wrap up our week. For today, we've got three plays in baseball and really could use a good day uh, here on the diamond. So we've got three plays <clears throat> The uh, three plays, the other on, what was that, Tuesday? Uh, one and two again, so we lost another almost two units. So that brings us down to minus two for the for the year. So we're getting uh, crushed after a really, really good start. Uh, but that's okay. Three plays today that we'll, uh, we'll go over. And, of course, on Twitter at SteadyPicks underscore Tom, I will post the baseball kind of cheat sheet for everybody 
Um, I feel like we're just getting a bit, a little bit unlucky. A little bit of our process is a, is a bit broken, I think. Um, just some of the pitching ranks that we that I've been seeing, I don't know if I necessarily a hundred percent agree with what the model's putting out, but then again, I'm not supposed to. But I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm liking enjoying the journey. It's not just about the destination; it's the journey. But I don't know if I like the journey that we're going to come to these bets. But um, I adjusted a few things this morning. Uh, just slight, very minor, minor adjustments. Which leads us to today. Um, three plays for today. Games all day, which is really cool. Uh, early games and then they go through the night. That's how it should be uh, most days. One o'clock games, four o'clock games, seven o'clock games. I'll always listen to a baseball game. doesn't matter what it is on the radio during the day while I'm out and about. I will always put their game on the radio, whether it's the Rays and the and the uh, Blue Jays, which is the first game we have at 1 o'clock today, or San Diego and Washington at 4 o'clock or the late game. Not so much, but the 1 and 4 o'clock games, I'll throw those on the radio. Absolutely, on uh, Sirius Radio, every time. Uh, so the first game, like I said, Tampa Bay Rays, minus 135 against the Toronto Blue Jays. This has already kind of moved, well, it has moved to 140 is the best number. I still like that. This is a this is to win one unit, so it's 1.4 to win one. Alex Manoa on the mound for the Blue Jays versus Zach Eflin for the Rays. I have Zach Eflin ranked 24th. Again, That maybe that's a, a touch bit high. But I think Alex Manoa is every bit of 192nd out of the starting, out of the 235 qualified starting pitchers that we rank. I think he's every bit. Of 192. He's really not very good. Uh, the Rays batting against right-handing is awesome. Both these teams can hit well off our righties. So I think we're going to see some runs get scored in this game. Zach Eflin just so much better than Manoa. Manoa, 42.8% um, hard hit rate, 16% strikeout rate. Both are in the bottom 20% of the league. Just not very good. Even go looking at you know some of his pitches, the movement, how that's changed over the last uh, you know couple of seasons for him. I think the writing's on the wall for him to have a tough um, tough day here. Velocity's like down a little bit. It's very strange. Although it has been, well. Depends where they play, but, you know, there's some indoor stuff. I was going to say the weather's been a little goofy, but uh, that really will matter a little bit. But, you know, at home, obviously, they're in the dome. So we're going against Manoa. This is a pure Manoa fade. This should probably be a two-unit if I wasn't scared to death of uh, losing another two-unit play. 1.4 to win one. Um, is what we're going to do there. 
to win one unit. Next game is the Washington Nationals plus 158 against the San Diego Padres. This is to win a unit, so you're risking um, somewhere between two-thirds and three-quarters of a unit, 0.6 to 0.7 to win one unit. Um, if we look at this one, let's just pull this up real quick. Uh, yeah, so Blake Snell and Jake Irvin. Um, Blake Snell, I've got ranked 138, and I, I believe that's the correct analysis of him. I don't think he's really all that good this year. Fastball velocity is great, but the strikeout rate is fine. But, you know, his expected numbers, expected Woba, uh, are all significantly higher than what you would expect of him and just high in relation to the rest of the league. So Blake Snell, not a guy I'm really looking to, to, to back. Jake Irvin for the Nationals, I mean, this guy might be a walking disaster. There's no way to tell yet. He's been four starts in his uh, career. The first two went really well. The last two have been absolute disasters in May. Six earned runs, four earned runs, uh, going back to two, and just really not been a pretty... A pretty sight. Um, but all that said, plus 158 on the Nationals. Nationals are also ranked seventh best hitting team to me against lefties, which Blake Snell for the Padres is. And both these bullpens are bad. Padres rank 22nd against righties. So if Jake Irvin's going to have any shot at pitching a half-decent game again, this is the one. And, um, yeah, according to the numbers, I, I just, you know, Washington should definitely be dogs, right? Don't get me. I'm not saying they should be favored in this game at all. But I do think they should be, um, what are I price is at? Plus 139? Plus 139 is where I have this price. So, um, yeah, I'm taking the Nationals at home as a pretty big dog. Remember, that's to win a unit. So point, uh, 0.6, point 0.7 to win one. Final game of the night is going to be the Chicago Cubs minus 115 against the Mets. Um, Cubs are probably, and I really should go look for some futures on the Cubs. We used to bet a lot of futures on this show especially in baseball. We used to add to our portfolio all the time. We've gotten away from that with how busy golf and NASCAR and everything else has been, but um, <clears throat> I wonder where they're at as far as any kind of futures bet goes because my numbers are high on the, on the Cubs. They're really high on the Cubs. Uh, this is Carlos Carrasco versus Kyle Hendricks. I don't ha I have, and this is an example of, I think the numbers or the way I'm pulling some people, some pitchers, is just not right. Like Carlos Carrasco, there's obviously something wrong. He's ranked 39th. He is not the 39th best pitcher by the numbers. So some of the pitchers that have weird histories where they haven't played a bunch or they you know, missed a significant amount of time, guys like Carlos Carrasco really give this thing a bit of trouble. 
Um, so he's ranked 36, but I'm overruling that and saying that that can't possibly be true. Kyle Hendricks ranked 109, which is uh, probably about accurate. He's not been great over the last, I don't know, maybe two seasons. It's really been since 2020 that he was really good, I think. Ever since 2020, the ERA just jumped up big time and you know, things have started to go wrong. So I'm not a biggest fan of Kyle Hendricks, but Carlos Carrasco, his numbers this year in particular are really, really poor. Like, unbelievably poor. Everything you could look at is down. His velocity, his spin, his movement on his pitches, all down. That ain't good, especially when your curveball doesn't curve. That doesn't uh, doesn't normally work out very well for you. But I just think Carlos Carrasco really, really not good. Twelve percent strikeout rate. How bad is that? Thirty eight percent hard hit rate. X woba expected weighted on base average uh, four hundred. Oh, really, really not good. So. Uh, this is a fade of Carlos Carrasco. The hitting of these two teams is roughly the same uh, against righties. I have them ninth and 10th, um, Cubs being ninth, Mets being 10th. And I really think the pitching, you know, it's going to come down to the starting pitching and see if we can jump all over Carrasco, which I think we should be able to do. Uh, so those are the three plays today. That's Cubs minus 115. That's at DraftKings. Um, the Nationals, plus 158, that's at FanDuel. And then the Rays, minus 135, was at DraftKings, but it has since moved to 140, in which case it is still the exact same play. So those are what we're rolling with for today. And, um, yeah, it's really going to do it for us. That's really what I wanted to get to today was three baseball games, We've got to turn it around. So this is a big day for us. Uh, it could put us into the red pretty seriously. We could uh, bounce back and get back into the red or to the green or black, however you like to call it. But uh, we'll continue. We'll continue on with baseball. It's a long, long season. It's, I mean, my God, it's the end of May. We've got a long way to go. So partially makes you want to be more selective, of course, but. At the end of the day, if you just go out and, and pick one game at a time, we actually got a message, and I'll touch on this real quick before we before we end the show. But we got a, uh, I guess it was an email to the site that somebody replied to. And first of all, before I say this, we appreciate every response and every thought that that we give. But I'll go through them every once in a while and just see what people are commenting on, saying maybe they want to hear something different on the show. Etc. So, um, I I read through the comments, and one of them is, "Hey, could you just pick one game a week, a day that the team really likes? I don't want to play too many games in a day." And uh, whoever it was, I appreciate the question, and I get your point. <clears throat> one of two things needs to happen. Number one is 
you need to adjust your unit size, right? Because it shouldn't stress you out to have one game, three games, five games. It really shouldn't bother you. Like it shouldn't stress you out. Oh my gosh, I gotta play, you know, five UFC fights tonight. No, it's okay. So I would say your unit sizing probably needs to be adjusted down so that a five, six, seven play day doesn't as drastically affect your your bankroll. Now, if it's a mental thing, like sometimes it is for me, like I was just talking about, that's okay. You just got to keep reminding yourself that it's okay. But um, I do understand the mental side of it 100%. I mean, golf, how many bets do we rattle off in golf? We talk about 15, 20, I don't know, 20 bets. It's a little bit stressful to have that many floating out there. And then we add more the next, you know, this morning we add a couple more. Yeah, it's a little stressful, but um, you just have to understand that your bankroll is sized properly. And it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter to me because I have everything sized right. I could lose five tournaments straight more than that, probably well, more than that. Yeah, I could lose 10 tournaments straight. Not win a single bet with 20 bets for 10 tournaments and I'd still be okay. Now we'd be getting, I'd be, you know, ugh, it wouldn't be okay. But the bankroll would still be set up to where, okay, you got a little bit, you're not bust yet. So you don't want to put yourself in the position to go bust. I guess that's the end goal. And if you're getting stressed out about three plays and you only want one play a day, that tells me it's probably not set up right. But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was, I thought it was pretty interesting uh, comment, and I just related to it because I know, I know that feeling. I know wanting just one like somewhere along my journey in betting, it was like, yep, I I only want the best play of the day. I just want the one best play, so I can dump all my money in that, my hundred dollars in that, instead of betting ten dollars on some other stuff. Or a couple of bets or whatever. In an ideal world, you would have... Now, this is like an ideal world fantasy land. But you would bet as much as you could. If you had an edge, a mathematical edge. If you were to bet... Over and over and over and over and over. You would, if you had an edge that was guaranteed, and not many edges are because the edge is in the eye of the person betting, really, in most cases, as long as there's not like an error with the sports book or something. But I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. But if you have an edge and you think you have an edge, you want to bet as many times as you can for as much as you can. Right, if the if as much as you can get down on it is a hundred bucks every time, you want to bet it every time for a hundred bucks. So if we think we have an edge on five games in a day, or three games in a day in this case, there's no reason to just pick one of them. There's just no reason. Now, of course, your your edges vary in size, and that will you know determine what you do. But there's just no reason to pick one. When you can have all of them, if you think you have an edge. Now, if you don't think you have an edge, and that's a different story. 
But if you're following, you know, somebody you think does, or following steady picks, I think we do in, in a lot of situations. Then yeah, bet them. Adjust your adjust the macro size and bet them. Okay, done rambling about that. If you have questions at SteadyPicks underscore Tom, I could talk about that for four hours straight, and maybe we'll do that at some point. But Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate all the support and uh, enjoy your day. <laughs>